Wow, this is my second day. I'm doing an audio a day along with my, hopefully, a painting or some sort of a drawing a day. But I was trying to think about it this morning. I've been very active this morning and I've cleaned up my studio space. I've got all the paintbrushes out in the back in the uh, garage in the big sink soaking and going to do a massive cleaning um but i was just listening to a radio cast by this guy named scott Lowe, doing audio postcards <laughs> my goodness what a fascinating guy and then also i thought i don't want to box myself into just a painting a day or a drawing a day or I'm going to do the audio for sure, but I have so much around me, and I'm a photo, I like to take photos, snap photos mainly, I'm a photographer, but not in the formal sense, and so then I was stopping by in my kitchen, and I thought, you know, I could just audio my whole experience in doing my dishes today. I don't know, that might be pretty boring to hear the water and the sloshing. So then I laid down on my yoga mat to do my exercises for my back. I was looking at Hans Christian Andersen's Amazing Paper Cuttings, which is a small little book by Beth Widener Brust. And I've had it out of the library for quite some time because I've been doing a couple of paintings based on my experience in Olnse where he grew up, where he was born and grew up. Um, and I think I might read this as part of my audio logs out loud because it's a short little biography made for kids, I think. But it's got, it's the only book I could find in my library, plus um, in my interlibrary loan system, which is an academic-based library loan system that allows me to use my local library card to request books from anywhere up and down the state of California and into Nevada, I think, um, that is participating in this, it's called Link Plus system. And I can't find anything on his paper cuttings and I'm kicking myself that I didn't buy a book when I was at the museum there when I was in Denmark in 2015. So, well, I guess I could look it up. Maybe I could find a book and order it. But anyway, this book is the best I could find. It has his drawings in it, his paper cuts, actually. They're black and white. Some were even done in newspaper. Um, I've been browsing through it a few times, you know, looking at the shapes. I've gone online to look at his different imagery because, you know, we mainly we know Hans Christian Andersen as a as a um, storyteller. Fairy tales for kids or kids fairy tales that were written in a very adult way. And I was even thinking of reading some of those fairy tales, those classics into the audio logging atmosphere I'm going to be putting this on SoundCloud and I had sort of wanted that experience to be more storytelling. 
So this is my trial. This is my thing. I mean, today's June 2nd, and I wanted to do something every day, painting-wise. But then I discovered that some of my friends on Lemur and Anchor and SoundCloud and Twitter are doing this audio daily cast. And I thought that's right up my alley because... It is about documenting our life, our daily walk, our creative spirit experience, uh, for me anyway, because I don't think it's just, you know, I'm not, what's the word? I'm not divided from my creative painting studio. I mean, I'm a creative person when I'm out shopping. <laughs> I see something uh, when I'm traveling or when I'm walking to school or whatever that strikes my fancy, the way it's composed or the angles of a building or the light shining on the sidewalk, you know? Um, It all influences me. That's how I see the world. So I guess this is what this is about, you know? A painter, a visual artist, a photographer, just a regular old gal sharing her life stories. Anyway, this Hans Christian Andersen book called The Amazing Paper Cuttings. I'm going to do a little reading of that. Um, I'm just going to do, I'm going to start with the back cover flap. This by Kit, uh, published by Tickner and Fields, books for young readers. Twenty or excuse me, two hundred and fifteen Park Avenue South, New York, New York is where this was first published. A Hoot and Mifflin company, of course. Well, anyway, it says Beth, Beth Wagner Brust, B R U S T, or Brust learned of Anderson's paper cuttings for the first time when she saw them in the Hans Christian Andersen Museum in Odense, Denmark. Now, you might pronounce it Odense, O-D-E-N-S-E, but it's Danish. They say Odense. The O is different, and they pronounce that E in some way, Odense. When she found out that many of the cuttings had been made as presents for for young people... She decided to tell the story of Anderson as an artist. She lives in California with her husband and two sons. And the jacket, there's a paper cutting of, um, made by Hans Christian Andersen, stage with dancers, angels, and two larger figures. And that's the uh, cover on both the front and the back, black and white. It's very compelling to me. It looks like it says even he signed it, and it's uh, it looks like almost it says love H, H C. Oh no, that's not true. I don't know what that is. Is that her name? No. Hmm. I can't read the signature. Well, anyway, I like I said I visited his uh, town and his museum back in uh, May of 2015 when I was. When I was so lucky to have come back to Denmark after uh, landing a artist residency right outside of the town that my great-great-grandparents came from in Uland, 
Jutland, Uland, Jyland, you know, it's uh, pronounced, it's spelled G-Y-L-L-A-N-D in Danish, and it's also English as J-U-T-L-A-N-D, but it's pronounced Uland. So, I would like to share that because, you know, even though my Danish background no, uh, name was Lodale, I came from, my grandmother was born in, my fama, my father's mother was born in Denmark, Dagmar, where her parents on both sides came directly from Denmark, from the same part of Denmark, and almost, one was a little, the mother was from the south and the father was from Hulup, and our name was actually Anderson, and I don't know that we have any relationship at all to Hans Christian Anderson. But they changed the name, our name Anderson, to the name of the farm, Lodel. So we took on that name, and that name has stuck in the States as my famo's maiden name. It is in my father's middle name, Christian Lodale Milne. So I feel a certain... um, that's the word affinity or connection to this fairy tale writer and after viewing his amazing paper cuttings in that museum I mean it was like amazing they were in different types of displays and all over and then there was a place where you could go and actually do some yourself or kids could do it Ugh. It was really amazing li- um, library, a museum. So anyway, Hans Christian Andersen, the Danish storyteller whose fairy tales are known all over the world, was also a gifted artist. Andersen made hundreds, perhaps thousands of paper cuttings of swans, clowns, toy, a- toy theaters, windmills, angels, and other whimsical images. Often he made the cuttings while he was telling a fairy tale, then gave them to the children listening to them. In the amazing paper cuttings of Hans Christian Andersen, Beth Wagner Bruce tells the story of Andersen as an artist who used his many talents to escape the poverty into which he was born. His paper cuttings, like his stories, were innovative and original and gave great pleasure to the people around him. Now the cuttings and the story of how and why Anderson made them can be enjoyed by a new audience. And how long have I gone? Does it tell me? It looks like I'm 11 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and read a couple of pages and then I will do this. This is audio one on Hans Christian Anderson. The table of contents, it's, this is written more as a biography in a juvenile biography. Um, there's a facing page that says open square with Perrault's writing on swans made in 1844 at Maxon estate in Saxony, Germany for the Serre family. And it's nine inches by nine inches. And it's a gorgeous, it's almost looks, these, these, um, images or cuttings almost look like snowflakes. You know, when you used to cut snowflakes, but they have intricate characters and there's men in here and there's swans and 
It's just a fascinating thing. Nine inches by nine inches. And this was at the Hans Christian Andersen Museum in Odense. So the introduction is writer and artist. And another facing page when you get to that piece is called Scene of, Flo Scene of Dancers, Flowers, and Smiling Faces. Very, very intricate. Almost looking like lace. Cutting made for an auction in Copenhagen to raise money for families of Danish soldiers who fought against Prussia in 1964. The poem in the middle is in Danish. This paper cut is somewhat dear, half a Rigsdaler, we'll say, but it's really a whole fairy tale. Your kind heart will have to pay. That's the translation of the Danish. And I guess that was his signature on the outside of the book, because that's signed again by him here. It's 13 and 3 quarter inches by 16 and 3 quarter inches. And this one was actually in the Royal Library in Copenhagen. Introduction, writer and artist. Hans Christian Andersen is known all over the world for his fairy tales. The Danish storyteller wrote Thumbelina, The Little Mermaid, The Ugly Duckling, The Emperor's New Clothes, The Steadfast Tin Soldier, and more than 150 other stories. But many people who have enjoyed Andersen's fairy tales do not know that he was also an artist. Andersen taught himself to make drawings and collages, and he created puppets and puppet stages. He also cut wonderful pictures from pieces of paper. These paper cuttings enchanted everyone who saw them. When Anderson was alive from 1805 to 1875, people had to provide most of their own entertainment. Televisions, radios, and movies had not yet been invented. People could go to the theater or to concerts, but for amusement at home, they sang, played musical instruments, or played cards and games. They talked, read aloud, and told stories. One of the best storytellers of his time, Anderson was called the fairy tale prince by one young listener, and he was always in great demand as an entertainer. He told his stories aloud with lively gestures, and he wrote them in the language of daily life rather than in formal language other Danish writers used at the time. This made his stories different from anyone else's, and like his fairy tales, Anderson's paper cuttings were highly original and greatly admired. Anderson never explains in his writings how he became so skilled at making paper cuttings, although he wrote constantly diary entries, plays, poems, novels, travel books, an autobiography, and thousands of letters. He only rarely mentions paper cutting. Most of what is known about the cuttings come from what other people wrote about Anderson and from what can be learned by looking at the paper cuttings themselves. I think I'll stop there for now on the facing page. I mean, there is more right here on these next two pages, but the facing page is an image of Anderson. Date unknown. I think one thing I'd like to add about this, and this is my first real audio on the day-to-day -day audios I'll be doing along with my art talks, are, um, or is, I should say, is, 
I had this thought when I was listening to Scott Lowe that those of us who are a certain age, maybe we could put ourselves in the baby boomer category, those of us probably who fall between somewhere around, hmm, what, 45 or 50 into their 70s or, or beyond, that I think, and this has come to me before in a social media environment, there's, for me, I feel like there was a certain obligation I have in my, where I am in my life at this point to share some of the things that were in the older time frames, things that might soon be forgotten in our internet age uh, or, or that in our digital technological movements and advancements. I think it's really important that we continue to talk about what happened before this internet boom. And I, I'm wondering, I mean, it came to me today when I was listening to Scott Lowe again, that maybe that is our task, you know, maybe that is what we have to offer and give is because we've, I know my FAMO was able to see, she, she lived till she was 99. She died in 2012. She was born in 1913. So imagine 99 years, she saw quite a bit of change, right? She went through the depression, you know, she had, she saw cars coming and, you know, she saw a lot. She even saw internet, you know, and cell phones and all that stuff. She never did do cell phones or internet, but she was able to see things from her grandchildren and things like that. They would show her things. So imagine here we are now, I'm in my, in my age group, actually utilizing the technology, having still come from a time where I didn't have the technology. I mean, when I was coming up, my family, I think it was when I was five or six, I remember we got a black and white television. And my mother, or not my mother, my father was a ham radio operator. He was in the Air Force. And that was a big pastime. We listened to a lot of music and a lot of radio. And I love radio. And I think that radio has a special place in my heart because it's in my DNA somewhat. And I think it's important to pass on audio along with visual, the storytelling, the, the oral traditions, along with this fast-paced, technological, visual um, explosion that we're in. <laughs> so I'm just adding that to the end of my podcast, cast, audio log, audio postcard. I, you know, you know, I have a series um, when I was doing my, tra- coming back from my travels, in my paintings called postcards from wherever like it was postcards from France postcards from um, I had Belgium and Denmark and other places I'd been so maybe this should be a postcard imagery thing for me maybe I'll do some drawings or incorporate something like that I don't know I feel pretty out there trying you know trying to like hone in again on 
what it is I want to focus on every day. But then again, I also don't want to be hemmed in to one certain thing. So I may just do some photography snapshots of things. Or I used to do that, what I noticed today. I would do a hashtag, uh, what I noticed today. Maybe that'll be my what I noticed today hashtag. Anyway, that's my second audio log, June 2nd. Going to go out to my SoundCloud and my Anchor. And I think I might try to make a podcast on Anchor so I can... Or maybe I'll just do it on my website, Robin Milne. RobinTMilne.com I think I'm going to post things there and branch out from there. The imagery will go there. Plus... Instagram. Yeah, I'm sort of sorting this out as I talk here. So, it is what it is, right? It's a sporadic, spontaneous, off-the-cuff, ad-lib, spoken word, storytelling, storytelling,